the terrorist has finally been put <laughs> down. Thank God, Brian Johnson is gone. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Coconut Curry Podcast and another episode here. If you're new here, we are three college students at the University of Pittsburgh just chatting about sports and hopefully offering a fresh new perspective on things. Please like, comment, subscribe. It helps the channel a lot, even if you don't watch the full video. Um, we're up to 53 subscribers right Whoa, now, which is we're making it breaking big. records. Oh, yeah, our first 100 view video on YouTube, which oh, is yeah, we big, appreciate big game, big yeah, games. I mean, that's we a, made it started from the bottom. Now we're here. It oh. only took two years. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, we usually talk about all type of sports, but especially uh, we have a lot of short football games. So this could be a little bit shorter of an episode, but as Jalen Hurts would say, we're keeping the main thing, the main <laughs> oh, thing, God. and going to stay on football probably today. But at the end, as Peter. Well, hey, we might talk about Joel Embiid a little bit, but as we always do first, we're going to react to comments. And unfortunately, unfortunately, there weren't that many comments. I was um, mad. This no one was getting mad at us. <laughs> I know, which is disappointing. I was trying to do some hot takes. I guess people legitimately agreed this time, which I was kind of sad about. I'm not going to yeah. lie. This is what happens when you go three and one and four. And I know. Well, we actually have some decent takes, yeah. but there was one that cracked me up where someone said, quote, Packers outplayed the 49ers for 58 minutes, end quote. And we'll get into the game in a little bit, but I would just like I to, say, to say 58, but all right. It, Are we just going to get right into it? Well, no, I, I'll okay. just want if you ever say for a, a like your takeaway from a game is actually this team outplayed in the whole game, but they lost like, okay, but there's usually a reason why they lost the game. Oh yeah. And it's usually not just like the referees or it's not like, their kicker broke his leg as he went to go kick the game-winning field goal or any like besides those extreme circumstances yeah. you usually lose the game for a specific reason so sure the packers outplayed the 49ers for 58 minutes but we'll get into the reasons why they didn't win yeah. the football game and it's because of their roster it's because yeah. of the players because and they're cursed and, when, and so when you play a better team like the 49ers they didn't make those mistakes so i just thought it was a funny comment because that would be the same way of saying you know the bills they almost had the chiefs it's like, well, almost. they almost did, but they didn't. And the difference why, and we'll get into that too. But, um, and that goes for any game, whether it's basketball or whatnot. Like, oh, if they had just hit that three point shot to, they would have won the like, game. Or they could have just scored more points beforehand yep. and not been in that situation. Exactly. So I thought that was a little bit funny comment. But my favorite segment of the week, Raj's favorite segment of the week, <laughs> maybe Peter's favorite segment of the week, disgruntled moment of the week award. We give it out every week. As we have noted, disgruntled means angry or dis- dissatisfied. <laughs> I'm going to start with Raj. This is a rough one. <laughs> because I don't know the story, so I'm excited to hear why Raj is probably disgruntled because he's always disgruntled. Over the last few weeks, I've had to do some repairs to my car. Like, you know, it's a reaching eight years old now. So, like, you know, normal maintenance, like, get, get the wheels redone, get <laughs> the normal stuff. Like, That's not where I thought you were going. Oh, no, I'm not, <laughs> oh, I'm not done yet. But, you know normal repairs and stuff. And on my way to the dealership to finally get my last repair that I needed, it was snowing out and you know, the roads were okay, but um there's this thing where trucks will drop this uh will drop salt on the roads. Oh, I hate the trucks that when it spins out the back and it just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it like shoots all the salt yep. all yeah, over the ground. And the thing yeah, with yeah. the salt on those roads are they're pretty big chunks of salt. Yeah, they're not like it's not like the very fine salt. It's like the coarse like rocks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Speaking of rocks, a nice big piece of rock salt decided to rebound from the car in front of me, shoot up, and hit my windshield. It's like JFK's bullet. Yeah. yeah. 
definitely since i and usually it would just leave a little chip in the windshield not a crack no nothing but since it was so cold out and because of the weather it decided to crack from left to right yeah my windshield has a crack going from the bottom left up and around to the bottom right and now it's growing in the other direction and now i have to go to safe light repair tomorrow to get it repaired because they can't come to my house because they need to calibrate the windshield <laughs> i got that jingle stuck in my head now <laughs> that's, safe light that's repair safe light replace <laughs> that's absolutely brutal raj <sighs> and this is after last week where we also talked about your car yeah because your car is really going through it right now and it's just stuff I'm not even doing. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, that's that's really. I rough. feel like with cars, it when it rains, it pours. Like everything just goes yeah, wrong. Everything goes once. wrong at the same time. The second once the check engine light comes on, everything yep. goes wrong. <laughs> Suddenly, the, the, you need an oil change. The tires need to be changed. You get a flat. Mm-hmm. Engine stops working. Air conditioner craps out. It just Ridiculous. it's the whole the whole nine. I just yards. wanted to yeah. end. I just want to drive my car. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have two, so then I'll go next. Well. And we'll do Peter separate them. The yes. first is Carl Anthony Towns. Um, <laughs> oh my I, God. This is the only time I'm going to talk about <laughs> basketball. But last night, as people hopefully know, Joel Embiid scored 70 points in a Sixers win. Me, Great. Me, love me. the guy. Great work, Joel. But at the same time, Carl Anthony Towns had scored 44 points in the first half of the Timberwolves game against the Hornets. And I was like, wow, there's only been, I think it's nine right now, maybe eight players who have ever scored 70 in NBA history. And I was like, Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid just did it on the same night. Cause he's 44 points. Like you figure like, I mean, he's on pace for 88. He's at least gets to 70, right? So he gets 58 at the end of the third quarter. The Timberwolves are up by 15 points against the Hornets at home. Carl Anthony Towns in that quarter, which he's on way on pace to get 70 scores a total of four points to get to 62 and they lose the game outright. So in a night, or Carl Anthony Towns could have like one up Joel Embiid by getting either more than seventy, but even to eighty, and at least win the game. He lost the game and like and scored sixty two points because similar to how when Devin Booker scored seventy, when you lose the game, it's kind of a bad look. Like yeah. you 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 did all that just to lose the game. Makes you look like a ball hog, like your stat padding. Like, but when the but when you win, when Devin Booker lost the game, they were at least playing the yeah. Celtics yeah, with yeah, Isaiah yeah, yeah. Thomas and that team that was gonna win the championship, which they didn't do because they ran into LeBron James, as they always do. Um, but Is that 2018 LeBron? Uh, I think it might have been, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, and so, uh, now I'm stuck on the year. But anyway, so, <laughs> but Cat lost to the Hornets. Yeah, it's not like he lost to a good team. When he like, had 50, And he scored four points in the fourth quarter. Isn't LaMelo when, hurt? What? Is LaMelo Yes, playing? LaMelo's not playing. Oh, my God. Or may, he, maybe he's back. But either way, like, the Hornets are not a good basketball <laughs> team. They're awful. playing Mark Williams at center, who's a good prospect but he's not like the answer and they have two centers and it it, the whole thing is just ridiculous because again he scored almost 15 points per quarter going into that scores four points in the final quarter as they lose the basketball game yeah brutal brutal it's not like they won the basketball game he scored four points just because they doubled him and he passed out of a lot of stuff so carl anthony towns definitely disgruntled this week yeah definitely uh so for my disgruntled moment of the week um, it's, uh, the fact that I learned you, be, you could become lactose intolerant at 21 years old. Amen. I've li- been Amen. living my entire life, been able to eat every kind of cheese, drink all the milk I want. And I've been totally fine. But literally two weeks ago, I just, my stomach started killing me and I'm like, huh, this is really weird. Cause this is like, this has never happened to me in my life. 
And I've been thinking, I'm like, I could just strangely in the back of my head, there's just something like nagging at me. Like, am I lactose intolerant now? I take one thing of lactate. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm so pissed. It's, it's brutal. I, it's a choice. What is wrong with you guys? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it is a choice. I just choose to then use <laughs> lactate and eat the cheese anyway, which I am so frustrated with because I went 20, basically 22 years of my entire life without needing to deal with this. And then now suddenly it's like, oh yeah, no more cheese for you. It's so annoying. God. Yeah. Cause when I figured out I was lactose intolerant, it was freshman year. I had been home a whole entire life. Finally, like get away for a little bit, whatever. I started doing protein powder because I was running a lot more mileage in my running journey. And I was like, I need to like repair muscles quicker or whatever. So I started doing protein would rip apart my stomach. And then oh, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, maybe it's just the protein powder of the way. Then I started like kind of trying to figure out what the answer was. I'd have ice cream at the dining hall rips apart the stomach, yeah. <laughs> rips it apart. And our I, class I, is looking like Pablo Picasso. Yep. <laughs> Dare I say a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> so that's how I figured out I was lactose intolerant. I do think it gets better though. I used to be yeah. more, I think sophomore year, I was like the most lactose intolerant. Yeah. Now I can like tolerate, tolerate dairy in small doses or I doesn't really like noticeably bother me. Yeah. But yeah, still you can't like just bring a lactate with me everywhere now. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta stay. It's strapped. not going to stop me. Like no, I'm, I'm still going to eat cheese. I like, think there's like, I always explain to people there's like levels to it. Yeah. Am I eating like non-dairy ice cream without lactate or even with lactate ever? Again, probably not really, no. unless it's like a super unique opportunity. It's not worth the pain. I can get other da- non-dairy options, but like cookies that have milk in them, like like yeah, I'm pounding yeah, those muffins, like yeah. stuff, like all that kind of like small stuff. Like I'm eating them without lactate. Am no I problem. having a plain burger without cheese? No. no, like I'm not a psycho. Yeah, um, but if people want to hear more about Justin's lactose intolerance, did you just look up the episode? You can go check out episode 23, <laughs> oh lactose God. intolerance is a choice. <laughs> One of our Jesus first episodes Christ. before he converted fully to sports. So oh, God. another shameless plug. Yeah, good lord. Well, we had Ohio's Purgatory. We've had some good plugs. We have had some good plugs. Our yeah. our old stuff is coming back. We're it's like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Don't bring her name into this. People are gonna get mad. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm gonna have to leave. Um, and then my next disgruntled moment of the week, because I had to have two, was the boys. And I'll explain, <laughs> oh, God. I'll explain what happened on Sunday. So we were all watching as a group. Us and some of our friends were watching the football games on Sunday. Um, that being, and we put a, be- a squad ride down on the Bills and Chiefs Which game. Which I Folks chose not to ride. don't know what a squad ride is. It's where each person who's betting. Timeout. Raj, you didn't decide not to ride this. You literally didn't put the bet in. Yeah, you forgot. And I'm glad I did. Anyway. So there was five of us. And so each person picks a leg of a parlay. You combine it in. There's like five legs. And then usually you have good odds and you sweat it out all game. Because, you know, it's you, you all bet the same thing. Essentially. Yep. Yeah. So we each put our legs in. I was Patrick Mahomes. And you usually don't put like crazy big bets because it makes it more unlikely to hit. So like I put Patrick Mahomes to go over 225 passing yards. Raj put Dalton Kincaid over 40 receiving yards. There was a James Cook 25 receiving yards. There was a Josh Allen over on Josh rushing. Allen over on rushing. Pacheco anytime. And then Pacheco over 50 yard rushing. Oh, oh yeah, that hits. So that was fast, it. And yeah. we were 2100 $2, $2,150 or something. So we each put $10 in. It was on a no sweat. Um, by the way, we're all 21 and can bet. Um, we put $10 in to win $200. Anyway, we are off to a fan first of all there's five people who put their things in including raj raj forgot to bet it so Whatever. there's four of us who have this going and we are off to a great start pacheco gets like 30 yards in the first drive yeah he's it's got, like oh we're already off to a great start josh allen gets it his rushing yards at halftime we are in fantastic shape 
Then by the end, we're sweating out Dalton Kincaid, James Cook, and kind of Patrick Mahomes, though we're not too concerned about that. And then Dalton gets his on the final drive. We ended up needing Patrick Mahomes to get... We didn't, we didn't obviously hit the bet. We needed Patrick Mahomes to get 10 passing yards and James Cook to get four receiving yards. And we were that close from turning $10 into $200. <laughs> and it was miserable because we were there the entire time. Yeah. And we'll get into the game. There were check downs to James Cook. Josh Allen could have made that would have hit. And if the kicker doesn't miss the field goal at the end, if Bass doesn't miss that field OT, goal, yeah. Patrick Mahomes has like a minute and a half to go. They're down. passing he's, the ball. He's getting his 10 yards. We might be going to overtime and James Cook, like, the way we didn't hit this parlay was miserable. <laughs> it was so, it was, I'm sorry to say, it was so funny watching you guys sweat this bet because it was so close. It was a nice spot to be because we weren't sweating the lack of money, the, the money we were going to lose. Yeah, like the, it was had, just how close. Because we had a no sweat parlay yeah. on it. So, like, we get our money back for it. It was just the money we lost. The same situation happened to me when I bet the Phillies with a uh, $75 free bet to win the World Series. Like, it wasn't about me losing it's 75. What you could win. Yeah. It was because I didn't put any money into it. It was a free bet. It's the losing of multiple hundreds of dollars when, like, the whole house, uh, we're taking a spring break trip to Nashville. Yeah. We would have just paid for the, like, yeah. the Airbnb or, like, drinks at Nashville. Like, yeah. Just, it would have been open bars at Nashville. Yeah. Like, oh, that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> and we didn't hit it because Patrick Mahomes couldn't get 10 passing yards and James Cook couldn't get four receiving oh, yards when. The option was there. Unbelievable. Oh. We're not eating in Nashville now. No. No, no food. food. We're no starving. Food. <laughs> Thanks, Vegas. We're going to starve. God. Um, but yeah, that's the disgruntled moment of the week. All four, <laughs> four of us are disgruntled. Oh, God. Um, I'm glad I forgot to bet it. Surely we won't bet this week and then try to Certainly sweat on another one. Surely we haven't already made plans for another <laughs> squad. Surely. Should have listened to me when I said Khalil Shakir anytime touchdown. Bro, we you still didn't even place the bet. We still would have lost the bet. It doesn't matter. The Patrick Mahomes still better. threw 215 yards. God, that's brutal. Uh, anyway, that was Disgruntled Moment of the Week, as, as always, everyone's favorite segment. But now we're moving into actual football, yes. where the Ravens beat the Texans 34-10. to in the first game of the weekend, this game was 10, 10 at half. And then the Texans just took over. Nope. Ravens. Ravens just took over, <laughs> scored 24 points. Texans couldn't do anything. I think that was um, something that I've actually been seeing going around recently is how underrated um, that stadium is when it comes to like home field advantage. Because I think there was like five false start penalties on the Houston Texans or something like throughout the game. And it was just very clear that the Texans are just young and like inexperienced, and like they kind of they they had reached their like their peak. They won their Super Bowl last week. They won yeah. their Super Bowl last week, they, and well, I feel like they won their Super Bowl by keeping it tied going in half. Like they really proved it's like, look, this is a legit roster. They're just so with young. a lot of rookies. With a lot of rookies, they're just so young and so inexperienced because they're just like the the lights are just a little too bright right now because it's like oh that's an episode too. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, it's like they're they're just too young for this because the the Ravens have a very veteran roster. Like I mean, hell, they picked up Dalvin Cook off the bench, <laughs> like or off the straight off the couch, and they just threw him in there, and he's like, oh yeah, let me just get my longest run of the year. Like because I, ha- I was ad- averaging like two yards a carry with the Jets, and they throw him in there, and he gets like forty yards yeah. off of like two carries. By the so, way, oh, sweet. episode eight after we transfer our name over, the oh lights are too bright, God. and Bryce Harper is him. Okay. Shameless plug counter anyway, number two. This is number two. Um, yeah, I mean, they, there's not really ho- a whole lot to go into this game. I mean, 
it like CJ Stroud played good in the first half, and then it, the defense kind of just took over for the Ravens. It, it was just very clear because he didn't throw any interceptions, but they were getting pressure. Everybody was covered. Like it, they were really needed like Tank Dell to be there. It was just like, look, you gave it your best shot. The Ravens are just overall just better. Like there's not really much to say. Yeah, going off of that, I mean, the Ravens at halftime, I was like, this is interesting. What is going on? And then the Ravens absolutely steamrolled them. Yeah. So it's like that. It's just a matter of uh, like young team versus more experienced team. Probably better players at some positions. Yeah. So then yeah. it was just that's just what yeah, happened. I mean, the, Ra- well, the Ravens defense is it's significantly just, better yeah, than they're better, period. Better than Texans defense. Um, Ravens defense might be the best in the league. Yeah. Um, Lamar ate 152 yards passing, yep. 100 yards rushing, four total touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he is fully beating the uh, the playoff allegations of him being a bum in the playoffs. Um, oh, it's a little too early to tell. We'll see. No, I was say a little too early to tell. Um, we'll get into the preview. Um, definitely benefited this game by the fact that the defense just held off the Texans. Yeah, completely. He almost threw an interception in the red zone at one point. Yeah, um, Lamar did. So that could have changed the game around a lot, but he didn't throw it. So doesn't matter. Um, doesn't yeah. matter. I think for the Ravens. Well, I guess the question is. In the first half, was this more the Ravens kicking off the rust, or was this the Texans actually matching them for a half, but just couldn't hold on? Like, what? Where, where do you think that ten ten comes from? I think it's more of a at, like before half they probably were like you know coach's game plan and stuff, so it was a close game at half. Maybe the Ravens were like still trying to find that answer, but then it also probably it's a combo of both probably because then there's always so much such a, a cop out answer. Stop saying it's a combo of both. Pick a side. <laughs> there is no side to pick. It literally yeah, is both. Obviously, it's both, but you need to pick a side. This. <laughs> oh my god. Whatever. Um. Yeah. The Raven. The yeah, Texans just got tired out then. Okay. Whatever. So you're saying it was, uh, that's like a fourth option. <laughs> so you're saying that the Texans got tired on defense. He couldn't stop. So you're saying the, the Ravens weren't kicking off Russ in the first half. It was that the it Texans, was, the were, Texans were kind of beat up. Their defense was holding them down. Okay. Yeah. So it was the, the Texans playing up past their potential and then yeah. they kind of fell off yep. second half. I would say it was a little bit of the Ravens uh, kicking off some rust because they really kind of needed to get in sync. Um, I think in that first half, especially because the defense was like, you know, they only hit what gave up 10 points. Like that was, yeah, fine. and that's great. But I think for the off offenses, uh, at least uh, in recent years are a lot more like timing based. It's a lot less of, I mean, there are still, you still have the exceptions like a Patrick Mahomes who is like, or even like a Jordan love now where it's like, they're kind of like off rhythm off sync. It's like, okay, they're going to kind of make their own plays, whatever. But you look at like Miami, you look at the 49ers, you look at even Dallas at points. Like it's a lot of like rhythm offenses where it's like the ball needs to be put in a certain place. Cause the receiver is going to be breaking at a certain time kind of thing. And when you are off for a week um, or basically two weeks, or almost three, really, they hadn't played a football game in three weeks. That first week was because they had, it was, Week 17 to week 18, which is yeah. traditional rest. But I mean, most of their guys hadn't played a legit football game in three weeks. Yeah. So it was like, it's been a little bit. It, they needed to kind of get back into sync. And then they also were able to make some second half adjustments, I think. Cause like, I mean, in the first half, um, the Houston Texans were throwing everything and the kitchen sink at them. So then they were like, okay, well, we know everything in their pocket because they have to throw everything at us. Now we know what to do. All right. Let's stay in sync. We, we know how to counter them. And then they just like took off from there. Yeah. I think. A lot of this was the Ravens. I mean, not the Ravens. The Texans got worn out. They played a bona fide playoff game in week 18 against the Colts. Then they came in and beat the Browns, who are a physical football team. Yeah. In week one at home, 
they're I think they were on an emotional high. They come in, they're 10, 10 at half, but you just like you're playing way above your head at that point. And I think the Ravens just kind of took advantage of that. Yeah. Lamar was running all over the place and just because they had no answer for Lamar. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of that's just because the running game is the game. Like w- when good teams are beating up on you, it's because the running game is going and yep. you're getting 10 yards on a yep. rush. And Lamar had 10 carries for a hundred yards, 10 yeah, yards a carry. That's something that people are going to, people are going to chirp and say, well, he's not quarterbacky. Well, that's the thing is that when you're like really beating up a team in the playoffs, you use the run game for that. Yeah, I mean, it's demoralizing too in Lamar. It, because it's just the ground and pound. And especially especially if you have a quarterback running on you because you have that now third option where it's like, okay, well, they can pass, hand it off, or run. And it's just, it's brutal for a defense because it's like these long, grueling drives of just getting worn down of like five yards, five yards, five yards, five yards, just down the field. Yeah, I mean, and that works in... That that'll work in September and that'll work in February. So I mean, the Ravens just look really good. Yeah, they do look really good. Um, and yeah, I think for the Texans, I mean, kudos on a great great season. season yeah, I mean, this season could not have gone perfect. Again, we talked about it before. They don't have their first round pick, so mm-hmm. like being this good is actually decent. It's it, like you know what? It's fine. All it's all a benefit. It's not yeah. like oh well, this team could have used a better draft pick or something. Like no, this mm-hmm. is the best season they could have probably had i don't this was probably their ceiling right yeah here. yeah and they got a huge win at home at that home crowd got to experience playoff win again and they can at least go out and be like hey we did some nice things in the first half against the ravens who yep. may win the super bowl so yeah you lose to the super bowl champions you're not feeling too bad about yourself no, you're really not um next game 49ers beat the packers 24 to 21 in Good a game Lord. that was a lot better than i thought it would be yeah it was um, a good game. it was Unfortunately, it was a Jordan Love legacy game kind of in the wrong way at the yeah. end there. <laughs> Brett Favre, is that you? Yeah, he got possessed by Brett on that one. Uh, Mr. Uh, what is it, Welfare? Anyway, yeah. allegedly, allegedly, anyway. We're going to get sued. Oh, God. But, yeah, I mean, that no, was... No, 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 because Pat McAfee uh, avoided the allegations. Oh, allegedly. So, so um, anyway, uh, yeah, that game was... It was actually a, it was a much better game than uh, we were thinking. Um, because I mean, I was I said it was either going to be Jordan Love legacy game or a beat down by the forty. Yeah, and I was I was on top of Niners minus nine and a half. I thought they would blow the like blow the doors off the Packers. Yeah, but it turns out like Joe Barry defense came to play. Shockingly, that was not something Twice. I was expecting. Twice, like Cause, I mean, they did because the defense did good enough against the Cowboys when it mattered. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, there was in this in this last game there was some dropped picks. Um, I think Darnell Savage. I think had um, he had like a pick six that he dropped. I mean, there was a pick six on with Savage, and there was another interception. I put that in the note. Dropped. Brock Purdy threw essentially two interceptions that were just that were both dropped. Not like oh, it would have been a hard catch. Just like in in their arms, yeah. Just dropped picks, which of course doesn't really matter because yep. neither of them were picked. But whatever. Um, the defense played a lot better. Uh, offense, the run game really kind of punched them in the mouth like Aaron Jones I think he had he was almost over 100 yards did he have 100 yep. yards okay yeah so he was um uh he's the first player in a while then to have 100 yards rushing on him um but it, no, was, it was the first in it was like 20 some odd games it was, yeah it was it was, a it was long ridiculous time. yeah but um that was not what I was expecting I wasn't expecting that the interior of the 49ers defense was going to be so soft Chase Young did not look good no he yeah. was kind of getting smoked Bosa was kind of non-existent throughout yep. the game um, I mean, obviously, Fred Warner and Javon Hargrave are absolute monsters. They were all over the place. They're definitely missing Hafunga as a as a safety. I was I was thinking the same thing. Where they were like, really I missing think, him. I think that 
injury is coming up to hurt them a little bit right now. Because he's such a good run stopper and he's great in coverage too. Like that, that's a big, like that's a big thing that's been hurting them. Um, I mean, th- overall, this was, I mean, this was an amazing game of the Packers. Obviously came down to a Carlson missed kick. But again, as much as people love to blame the kicker for missing and it's kind of funny to bag on him, whatever, it should never have to come down to that point. Like there was definitely moments in that game where the Packers like made some bad decisions or whatever that they could have then put more points on the board. Um, but it was just, I mean, it sucks for the Packers because you're right there. You were yeah. you were about to beat the curse. Jordan Love just kind of makes a bonehead decision at the end there, which I mean, like he's young. It's it's nowhere near it's nowhere near as bad as the Brett Favre one. Considering no. Brett Favre was like in his late thirties and is like a vet versus like basically a first year starter. Um, going out there making that bad throw. So, I mean, the, the Packers, very similar to the Texans, huge bright future ahead of you. Just sure up some people in certain positions. I still think Joe Barry needs to go personally, although the whole question is, can you find a better coordinator? Yep. Um, if you want to take Win- Wink Martindale, go go for it. Uh, just don't let him go to the Eagles, for the love of God. <laughs> please. But, um, please. yeah, I mean, 49ers didn't look great. Not going to lie. Yeah, they didn't look good. Um, Only on your note of the kicker, and we'll talk about it again in the Bills game, but there was a 41-yard field goal in the rain. Yeah. And like those, I think people had to start stop viewing them as gimmies. Yeah. Because this actually happens a lot more than people think. It's just because a lot more people are watching during the playoffs. A missed field goal doesn't feel as big of a deal during the regular season. And you're not kicking. So like whenever... Like, you have one goal. Like the pressure matters a lot in that. Yeah. You have one job to get it through those goal posts. Everything is riding on it. Like it's it's tough. I and mean, my favorite comments are the ones on Instagram of like people saying like, "Oh, I could get paid a hundred thousand dollars to miss a kick too." Yeah, and it's like, dude, like th- you forget about all the other ones that you had to make. Yep. Like the entire year. And, <laughs> like- and this would this would have gotten the game to be twenty four to twenty four in all likelihood. Um, we'd still see if Jordan Love could do something at the end of the game to get him in the field goal range. Yeah. Um, because they he threw the interception at their own 36, so they weren't in field goal range with 52 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like time expired; he missed a 41 yard field goal. There was still stuff afterwards that happened. Yeah. Um, exactly. like the Packers' inability to stop the 49ers on the game-winning drive. Exactly. Um, they had 12 plays for 70 yards. Um, took them five minutes and eleven seconds. Yeah, and, burned time off the clock. Like, yep, they got the ball with six minutes left in the game, and they didn't get the ball back until uh, one minute. So yeah. when you look at that, it's, at the end of the game, when it mattered most, your defense didn't hold strong because you were yeah. win- you were winning the game still. Yeah, obviously would have made it a lot harder for San Francisco and more pressure mm-hmm. mounted on them, but their defense had a job. And yeah. they didn't do it at the end of the game. And for as much as like we kind of were chirping Brock Purdy a little bit, that last drive was very, very good. Yeah, he, he looked good. Some, he made some great throws. I think he literally got in sync with his team on that last drive because he kind of seemed a little out of sync there. And yeah. of course, you know, possibly because of the rain, whatever. But of course, he said himself in the post-game interview, it's like, it's football. You got to be better than that. Yep. So I think he's not trying to use that as an excuse at all. I think that's just literally the reason why. Yeah, he did a good job responding. Like yeah, two yeah. things can be true at the same time. Brock, small hands, doesn't play with gloves usually. He has it, the same size hands as Patrick Mahomes. I know, but he has small hands. Does he actually? Yes, he has objective, like objectively. Oh, like, really? I didn't realize part, that. Yeah, part of the scouting report with him coming out was like small oh hands. But again, a lot of players have small hands. So yeah. I'm not saying, but like yeah. small hands, yeah. doesn't like playing the game. You started with a glove on. 
at one play he wiped the towel on the back of his yeah because his hand was mid. so slick yeah yeah and that, i mean you got to play better in those elements but two things can be true at the same time that he did struggle probably more because it was raining yeah um but, he but also, also he has to, to be, be better. better yeah um Kirsten McCaffrey, I thought, was so impactful, and he only oh, yeah. had 94 yards. It felt yeah. like he had like 200. He had the yards that he did have were at the exact right times, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that's kind of been kind of gnawing at me a little bit is that the 49ers' offensive line is not playing good. So they're really, really good in the run game at times. At other times, they're kind of average, and then in the pass game, they let up a decent amount of pressure mm-hmm. on Brock Purdy. Which is kind of strange to say, and obviously Trent Williams is locked down, but it's the rest of that line is just a little bit shaky at certain points. Yeah, which is like strange because it's like you always know the 49ers as like they are the team with the great offensive line. So to see them kind of struggle a little bit was mm-hmm. odd. Yeah, because, I, th- I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah. I didn't think they looked at. I thought Brock Pressure was getting pressured a lot. Brock yeah. Purdy was getting pressured a lot, mm-hmm. forcing some throws. Yeah, um, usually when he has a little bit more time in the in the pocket. Yep. Uh, Raj, thoughts on the 49ers getting the win? I can't believe I had to see them win. <laughs> but you got to talk to your mic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I had to see them win again. That was annoying. I mean, it was like towards the end, I will admit, that was a really good drive by Brock Purdy. I wish Jalen could do that. <laughs> I really wish he could. But still, it was but a it was a great just a dig. Yeah, <laughs> just back on him. But it was a great drive by Purdy. CMC, yeah, he had a huge impact. Yeah, even though like I felt like he was getting stuffed at some point in the game, but like still, those were hard fought. Y- yeah, yards. white Jesus was he was yep. out there. Yeah, he was going crazy. I mean, we knew this was happening every season. It's the annual Packers beat down the Cowboys, and then the Niners beat down the Packers. Yeah. We see this and happen it, every year. Fortunately, it wasn't as much of a beatdown. No, as, well, so much closer. You know, well, not beatdown, but yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that was even what two years ago with, or no, was it last year with Rogers, where it was like thir- two years, two years, it was ago. Like thirteen three or something or like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the field goal in the end of the game. Yeah, them, yeah. So, um, Debo. I hope I hopefully you're back. So you lose in the NFC Championship He's game. Apparently 50-50. We'll get into yeah. that in a little bit too. Um, Shoulder injury. I was saying to everyone when we were hanging out on Sunday, all our friends. Um, I'm very glad the 49ers won because I could not stand to hear 49ers fans say the reason they lost was because they didn't have Debo. Because um, while that may have been true, injuries are part of the game. Like you, lo- you get last year. Um, you complained about it all year. It was so obnoxious. They were like, we would have won the Super Bowl. Um, but like, yeah, your quarterback went down, your backup quarterback went down, and then your third string quarterback was out at one point, and they were given the headset to Christian McCaffrey to run wildcat the rest of the game. Like, it was a bad situation. But this this game specifically, you have to be able to win against the seven seed with Debo out. Yeah, like, yeah. You your whole stick is that we pay the quarterback nothing, because, so we can pay the so weapons. we can pay the rest of the team because we have all pros at every position. Yep. Um, and of course, like I think the Hafunga injury is not being talked about enough. People almost pretend like they don't have him injured. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think specifically Debo needs to be healthy for the next game. Mm-hmm. They need they yeah. need him back just because they just need that other dynamic receiver. Because Brock Purdy himself is not dynamic enough, and I don't think Brock played a horrible game. No, he didn't play a horrible game by any means. I mean, it would have been bad if those two interceptions happened, but they didn't Definitely. happen. Uh, yeah. and when you evaluate QB play, you can say he didn't play good because he almost had those interceptions. But at the end of the day, he didn't play a horrible game. But this is what Brock Purdy is. He's a lot better in the regular season. He's probably not as impactful during the postseason. and needs more things to go his way. 
and people are scheming against him a little bit more in the postseason. You have more time to think about it, more focus. So, and something else, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there, go ahead. But um, again, very similar, I think, to the Ravens. They're a very like synchronized offense that's all about timing. Um, so I think there definitely was some rust they were shaking off towards the beginning there. And I think, and honestly, I think just the Joe Barry defense was just playing out of their yeah. mind. Like that, that defense, they were playing out of their mm-hmm. mind, like just like a possessed in that first. Yeah. And Jair Alexander is really good yeah. as a cornerback. And then you get to put him on Ayuk versus yeah. and um, having him on Jair exactly. out there, like just headbutting people. Yeah. yeah. Well, J- Jair really tried to flex over George Kittle after <laughs> yeah. he had, like oh, a, no. he had like a 40 yard gain yeah. and then George Kittle like lowers his shoulder and then Jair's like standing over him. It's like, <laughs> bro, like, what are you doing? Jair, like, I feel like Jair isn't even out there to win. He's just out there to cause chaos and go home. Honestly, I don't blame him. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but when you're a cornerback, like, it's one of the harder positions to play in football. I think it might be yeah. the hardest. And yeah. you you better talk when you're doing good because, yeah. I mean, you don't get many of them. Like, you've yeah, lined true. up against those guys all day and lock them down. So yeah. um, we'll see. I think next game for Purdy is very important to see kind of like mm-hmm. what do you like what what is he in the What's postseason he because last year we got him once against the cowboys no we got him two games cowboys and eagles it was uh no, no, seahawks cowboys seahawks, yep. like first quarter yeah. of the eagles and they game. blew out the cowboys i forget what happened in the seahawks the seahawks, game. seahawks was, was a little bit close but it was like they it was like they fourth quarter they, the yeah they but that seahawks away, game yeah. team was also like playing out their like out their minds their, way their above roster their talent yeah, so yeah. Um, and the one game like really felt like a test against the Eagles. He tore his UCL like so ten, he, ten like, seconds into the game. Yeah, so um, it was like completely irrelevant. Yep. Then at so that um, this is another game, not horrible. Next game is going to be massive for him. Like, yeah. can he take this roster to the Super Bowl? To, to the can Super Bowl? his O line protect him from Aiden Hutchinson on the left side? Yeah, yeah, literally. And and we'll and we'll get into that. Um, speaking of Aiden Hutchinson. Lions beat the Bucks thirty-one to twenty-three. Um, I thought this was a great football game. It was fun. It was it was good to watch. Um, the game was tied going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and they were able to separate a little bit more. Um, Lions scored fourteen in that quarter, and the Bucks uh, scored six when they went for the two-point conversion. Good for you, Detroit. Yep. Keep yep. it up. Um, we got vintage. Uh, Baker may turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really happy. I mean, I think a lot of people are. I'm really happy for Detroit. You really can see how much it like means to them. Yeah. Especially like Dan Campbell and, and oh my god, it means so much to like not only the city of Detroit but just Michigan as a whole. Yeah, because like you know, University of Michigan wins the national championship. Pistons are awful. They but sacrificed <laughs> the Pistons. For they this. sacrificed. The, they threw the Pistons into the pit to say, to get their football teams to be good. But um, yeah, it's it really is like you see how much they care. And like, obviously you have like some of these younger fans that are like, Oh, it's my first lions game. And it's like, they're winning playoff games. Everyone's like, shut up. I've been th- through this team for 60 years. But um, I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, there, a lot of stuff has been out about this, but they went Oh, and 16. Yeah. In like, the two, like in the two thousands, like era. not that long ago. Yeah. Like, like all the, things considered like 24 years ago within this last 24 year period, they had Dan Orlovsky running out the end zone, running out the back of the end zone while they're going zero and sixteen, and then now they're going to the NFC Championship, NFC game. Championship game. Like that's crazy. Jared Goff has led two different teams to an NFC Championship game, and Dak has not done any of that. So yes. I was going to talk about this. Jared Goff, thirty of forty three, two eighty seven, two touchdowns. Doesn't make any mistakes really. People like he's when we do quarterback rankings at the end of the year, you're looking at him top eight. Yeah, like what what people he, right now are playing better more consistent than Jared Goff. He is, and I don't say this as an insult. Let me just hear me out. Yep. He is the perfect game manager. Yeah. Where people say game manager is a knock 
all the time, and it's so unbelievably stupid. Brock Purdy is a game manager. Shut up. Bring on the, <laughs> bring on the hate comments. I want the smoke. And Jalen Hurts can't manage a Wendy's. You're um, right. He can't. <laughs> That's okay. Bring on but, the smoke. Okay, so... Because Jared Goff is just like, he's not going to be a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen where he's throwing for 300 plus yards, four touchdowns, whatever, and possibly having some picks. He is just going to go out there and run the offense to the best of its ability, get 200 something ish yards. Like again, two touchdowns. Like that's an exact stat line that I would, that I would predict from him. Just running the offense and winning the game and not letting the other team get any chance to get back in. Yeah, and Goff was playing a little bit worse in the middle of the year. There's a game he had three picks during yep. and two picks. Yep. He's able to come out of that. But and that's what you when you're at home playing a team that you're better than, that's what you need to do. And Baker Mayfield, one interception was at the end of the game, kind of garbage time, just trying to make a play. But yeah. he has a big interception in the middle of the game. That was big. That was huge. And that's what Jared Goff didn't do. And that's why the yep. Lions won the football game. Yep. Um it's imperative not to turn the ball over yep. in the postseason. Jordan Love had two. We didn't even really talk about his pick, but he had two interceptions in that football yeah. game. One of them, especially at the end, was a crazy throw that was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And, and the other one was like a tipped pass. Yeah, or something. the first one I wouldn't call it. But it's, it's not his fault, but it's still impactful. Yeah, That's yeah. The thing. And so when you don't turn the ball over, when you don't put the ball in harm's way, exactly, you, you can stay in the game. And he kept the lines in the game. And that's why they ultimately won. Yeah. Exactly, and that, not necessarily to even like blame Baker for that because like no, if you're no. if you're like a seven seed, you're you got to risk it. Like even at the end of that half where they were they were just lobbing it down to Chris Evans and or, or, uh, Chris Evans, Evans. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Bucks were four seed. seed. Yes. Um. But, oh right, Bucks were yeah. the four seed. Forgot about you wouldn't that. believe it, but they basically might as well be the seven seed. <laughs> that division was awful. Um. And yeah, I mean Baker, three hundred forty nine yards, three touchdowns. I mean, for him. He made himself so much money this season. Oh my god! And this yeah. is a guy that no one wanted, and the Bucks pretty much just brought him because they were trying to bridge the Tom Brady gap. Yeah, and they didn't know what to do. Kyle Trask clearly isn't the guy, <laughs> and they're just trying to figure out what to do. And teams are going to be fighting for him. Yeah. Oh yes, Vikings or are already saying just, they're I mean, in on it. Brock Purdy might stay. Yeah, Brock Purdy has to be a top fifteen quarterback right now, from what you've seen. Yeah. Oh, you mean Baker Mayfield? Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, sorry. I was like, what? I'm all over the place. Yeah, Brock. Bleh. Baker Mayfield yes. has to be a top fifteen quarterback. At this oh point. yeah, he's got like because he is he's a quarterback that can lead you to the playoffs. I think he could probably lead you to a Super Bowl in in a Brock in the right Purdy, in the right situation, in a Brock yeah. Purdy type of situation. In the right situation, he could lead you to the Super Bowl. Man, the Browns game. must be hating them their lives right now. Yep, sold their soul for Massage Watson to see Baker win two playoff games. Yeah, and, yep. watch. and one of them was for the Browns. Yeah, one of, one of the lessons we're gonna have through this whole postseason, which I feel like happens every year, is if you get the quarterback right. That's like pretty much determines your success as a franchise mm-hmm. for years to come. And mm-hmm. you, you can see it right here, even with the 49ers. They have a great team. The quarterback's been playing great in the regular season. Yep. They make it far. Jared Goff's been playing good. Baker Mayfield has been playing great all year, and he gets the team to the playoffs. And of course, on the AFC side of things, we have great quarterbacks. So, yep. um, yep. and the reason the Browns lost, and they had Joe Flacco playing quarterback. And Flacco's insanity run ended. Yep. Yeah. Um, Mike Evans was fantastic in this game. They need to resign him. They, I, they can't let him go. Do not let, let him go, go to the, the Chiefs. Please do not. Everyone's concerned. Don't let him go there. The league would be over. Yeah. <laughs> and I, another credit to Baker Mayfield. He got sacked four times. He took some hits. Yeah. He is. Hutchinson was unblocked multiple times coming for him. He is. He's going to cement himself as like a Stafford tough guy. 
Like, yeah. oh, not on the same level. Stafford's ridiculous. That dude was completely knocked out this last week and was still playing. But Baker is like, he is like, he, he's got a swagger to him, man. Like, yeah. he takes those hits. Tampa Baker. Going. Tampa Baker. It's something in the water in Tampa Bay. I don't know what's going we, on. We, we talked about <laughs> it really early on, but this arc for Baker has been so good. It, it. kind of comes in arrogant, planting the flag, the OU flag in college, yeah. and first overall pick. Kind of got this attitude towards him. Backwards hat. Colin Coward's doing his backwards hat thing. Oh my God. Um, Colin Coward needs to get sent to the moon. <laughs> um, and everything like that. Kind of bounces around a little bit. Goes to the Rams last year. Um, wins them that crazy game. Yeah. Yep, wins Barely them that. the playbook. Yep. And then gets an opportunity in Tampa. And there are going to be a lot of people who are like, hey, our roster might be good enough yeah. with the game manager. Can we get a good why confidence could, going with why him? Why not? Let's go get Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Great for Baker Mayfield. Um, way to hang in there on those hits. Um, I thought it was also just really cool. Aiden Hutchinson went to school at Michigan. Um, yeah. And now he's playing for the Detroit Lions. It's, it's a perfect story. The they, I think game. they're they're a team of destiny right now. Yeah. And we'll get into that prediction in a little bit. Yeah. I really hope the Lions destroy the 49ers, please. They're not going to destroy them. I want them to. Um, next game, another all-time classic between the Chiefs and the Bills. The Chiefs oh, win. Oh, do you mean the, the Bills are just the Packers of the AFC? Let's be real. Oh my God. Oh no! And the Chiefs are the 49ers of the AFC. Well, well, the 49ers this. also haven't really won anything recently. I just mean it, and like oh, just like comparison. that's the, that's the comparison. I see. We I see, see this every year. Yeah, yeah. but somehow <laughs> everybody thought this year. Would be the year. Well, they I, were a kick away. I'm gonna gloat because, because I was, sat here and oh, said, "Oh wow, you said ten and a half. <laughs> yeah, you were. You thought the Bills were gonna get murdered. Oh, but we'll get into that in a second. Oh, here we but go. Everyone sat. It wasn't just you two. It was well, everybody, yeah. like collectively across the media, the betting lines. Everybody. It's the Bills. Like the Chiefs just don't have the offense here. They're going to have to go the first time in the playoffs on the road. They're going to go into Buffalo. They don't want to play there. Josh Allen's better than Mahomes this year. They're letting all of Taylor that. Swift like pictures on fire. Yeah, <laughs> like. All of this crap just for the Chiefs to beat the Bills. And I'm sorry, it wasn't as close as you thought because the Chiefs did everything possible to lose that game and they <laughs> still beat the Bills. Yeah. The Chiefs fumbled the ball on yep. first and goal from the one-yard line. <laughs> Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman through the end zone, <laughs> and the Chiefs still won. The Chiefs tried to scoop an inter- uh, the fumble from Josh Allen instead of just falling on top of it. Yeah. And then... Well, there was two fumbles that they didn't recover. Yes, but like, the other one was like at least reasonable. Yeah. Like The Chiefs could have easily gotten that fumble, and they just didn't. They tried to scoop it instead of falling on top of it. And then the line, the um, Dalton Kincaid was able to hit it out of bounds and everything like that. Also, raise you the Bills also did try to lose when they tried to give Tamar Hamlet the ball. On Bro, Sean yeah. McDermott thought this was like a Disney original. Movie <laughs> what are that. you doing? <laughs> he thought Tamar was like this main character, and they were just gonna let him walk through that. Like, yeah, I mean, no. Let me be honest, Sean McDermott. There, I feel like you gotta have a little bit better like self awareness and be like, if this doesn't convert. I know you're in the football game, but this doesn't convert. This looks like we just tried to give DeMar like his moment. Like, dude, that's what they did. That's literally what they did. What crack were you smoking that you thought a fake punt when the Chiefs are rushing everybody trying to block it is a good idea? Yeah. Just get Josh Allen in there and have him try to throw the ball or run it like three yards. Here's a crazy idea. Punt the football. Yeah, good Lord. So I'll give you that. 
Sean McDermott tried, like gave the Chiefs a little bit of help yes. with that. But, but but then they also fumbled it through so, the end zone. So those cancel. So out. Diggs also hates the Bills now. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, that was Josh Allen threw the prettiest ball I have ever seen. In my you life. can't throw a much better ball. Than that. that was he was on his own. Like, can you pull? Can you pull up the the clip of it? I, yeah. He was on his. It seems like he was on his own, like thirty or something. He puts it on the opposite twenty. Oh, it's a top search. What it's would you know? A hundred. It looks like it's a hundred yards in the air. Like no joke. It is the like the, the prettiest moon ball you've ever seen in your life, and it goes right through Diggs's hands. Here yep. we go. Like yep, they're mean, at. Oh, sorry. Allen is at his. He's dropped back at the. He, 10. Th- he threw it from his own eleven and put it on the it, opposite. Uh, 30, 28. The opposite twenty-eight, and he threw that thing a hundred yards in the air, and Diggs just drops the ball. Yeah, it, it's that it was it was a bad drop. I mean, granted, anytime the ball is in the air that long, it makes the catch a lot more difficult. So I don't think this is like a a easy catch for Diggs, but he's but it's also D- it's Diggs. It's all, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's also Stephon Diggs. Get ready and, to learn Chinese, buddy. Um, see ya. So yeah, my my gloating is just that people really thought the Bills were going to win when there was no evidence to suggest that they were going to win. <laughs> And then, well, the evidence was the pit. The fact that Sean McDermott has been undefeated since he came out as being a member of Al Qaeda. There's just a lot of things that I thought, you know what? Maybe it's fate. But yeah. again, or you could have been like Patrick Mahomes is two yeah. and zero against the Bills. Never bet against he Mahomes. He plays better on the road statistically than he does at home. Um, he's the best playoff performer at a quarterback that we've ever seen. Okay, I don't like real statistics. I like the fake ones about Al Qaeda and the pit. <laughs> also, the fact that they were chirping Taylor Swift and then uh, Travis Kelsey has like one of his best yeah. games in the past yep. like however many years. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. Statistics <laughs> aren't real. I fully believe in the moon facing, and that's why the Lions the lost that game. I fully believe in the sacrificial pit. The pit. I, also, I for anybody that. that doesn't know, Bills fans sacrifice their own fans into the pit. A giant pit that they're yep. building for their new stadium, because yeah. why not? Um, apparently it worked before but yeah. Patrick Mahomes has finally ended the Bills jihad in the <laughs> <AFC>. shut <laughs> up <laughs> um, I think there's a lot to go to take away from this game um, I, I know the stats gotten popular out there the Bills need to figure out what they're doing with Josh Allen because you keep Allen well, do the no, 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 not no. about keeping him no but about he's how not you the manage issue him. it's how you manage it. because yeah. there's a stat that came out that he threw like all of his passes behind the line of scrimmage and threw the ball more than like 10 yards like four times and granted he didn't have any interceptions he had a fumble pretty much fumbled the ball like away but it got recovered by his own team so as you look at his line 26 of 39 186 one touchdown you don't see any mistakes there but they completely limited what he was able to do he had the outstanding throw to Shakir yeah for the touchdown amazing throw he had a start to Stephon Diggs yep that was dropped other than that, there weren't these like big plays. If you had a few deeper passes to Kincaid, but there weren't these huge plays. He was constantly throwing behind the line of scrimmage. It's because Joe Brady, offensive coordinator, interim off co- for offensive coordinator, doesn't trust him. They don't. They're afraid of his turnovers. Yeah, which I understand yeah. why. But when you go up against that guy and Patrick Mahomes on the other side, yeah. where they punted the ball zero times all game, or I once, think they punted it once. Once, yeah, where they punted the ball once all game, and you're not throwing the ball downfield. You put yourself in a position where you're relying on Tyler Bass to make a field goal to tie the game in yep. the cold, 44 yards, and he misses it. I was waiting for like a bit. Is I don't even know if Gabe Davis was like hurt or whatever, but I was yeah, waiting. He for was like, out. He wasn't playing. Yeah. I was still waiting for like that one big deep shot to like one of their like to Gabe Davis. Games. They were yeah. really missing him. Yep. Like, I think besides Gabe Davis, I mean Shaquille, all their other like wide they should have been able to step up. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, yeah. I was waiting for that one deep shot. I'm like, yo, where the hell is it? But then it was to Diggs, and, and he dropped it. Of course, your wide yep. out one just goes. Yeah, he no, because he was like trying to catch it like over his shoulder, which yeah. again, it's a hard catch. I'm not saying it's easy by any stretch of the imagination, but when you're Stefan Diggs and you're like arguably a top five receiver in the league, you got to well, make that And catch. you have that picture of you standing and watching the oh, Chiefs You got you to live up to that picture, man. Well, You've been so, staying there for three years doing nothing. We're looking at like, Josh Allen considered a top five quarterback. Stephon Diggs could be a top five receiver. Your top five quarterback got the ball to you perfectly. You have to hold up your end of the bargain. Yeah. But this is also Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen haven't been on the same page for months. Couple, yeah, yeah. It's, so, been, it's been odd. So, like, I'm not expecting Shakti dropped it. They haven't been connecting in game for, mm-hmm. for a while now. Um, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, a very different game than we're used to seeing in the playoffs, only throws the ball 23 times, complete 17, 215. Damn you. Um, two touchdowns. Well, more of I'm... a game manager, Patrick Mahomes, than more we're used of a to game seeing. Manager, but more. but yeah. this is what the Chiefs have done a great job, and we've talked about it. Switched reinventing to the run game. Reinventing their team. Yep. Like zigging while other people are zagging, and they don't have the receiving group right now. They have a great running back. Hand it off to him, rely on the offensive lineman, and Patrick Mahomes just makes timely plays. A big play to um two big plays to MVS. Yep. Um yeah, MV, touch- you know what? Also, side note, yep. good for you, MVS. Mm-hmm. Great. Those were awesome catches. Amazing throws by Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry about the glazing, but it's true. <laughs> uh, but um, good for you, MVS, because I know a lot of the narratives this year is that Chiefs receivers were awful, like so bad. Well, but he made like there was the one over his shoulder mm-hmm. where it was like he that was like, really pal- good. He palmed that thing with one hand and brought it in. And there he, was like that other one across the middle where he ate a shot. Yeah, from Jordan he had, Boyer. He had a uh, guy on him and then safety underneath. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes sits it in a tight window. He's probably distracted a little bit by a guy trying to come in front of him. And yeah, he just kind of pins it against his gut. And yeah, just goes down with the ball. Good for you. Good yep. for you. Great catches. And this is what I was going to yeah. mention with the media narrative, right? Yeah, everybody in the media panicked about the Chiefs receivers. The Chiefs themselves, Patrick Mahomes, never panicked. No. Patrick Mahomes never said a bad word about well, the receivers all year. He did freak out that one time with the refs, which was definitely him yep. breaking out in his receivers but, instead. But he, yeah, never, Tony. he never yeah. said at a press conference. True. He, he never publicly went out and was like just bagging on his yep. receivers. Which you wouldn't expect, but like team people do do that. And like, yeah. I felt like the Chiefs all year didn't press. They didn't panic when their offense mm-hmm. wasn't right. They didn't panic when the receivers were playing less than ideal. Everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And then everyone kind of got caught up in the Buffalo Bills hype, and then Kansas City just goes in and, and wins the football yep. game. And so obviously we did kind of skip over, but Tyler Bass misses the kick yeah. at the end there to tie up the game. Again, you should never be in a situation that, like, mm-hmm. if you are sending death. First of all, if you're sending death threats to anybody, seek therapy. Yeah, for the love of God, it's just a game. It's never that, especially deep. like. Uh, but anyway. It, it, because as a team, you should never, you should never be in the situation where you have to rely on your kicker to win a game for you. You should be able to win a game beforehand. You hear that, Eagles? Now, <laughs> now, when it does come down to that moment, having a great kicker obviously is incredible in those moments. But let's let's not forget it's it was in Buffalo. Yep, that's their entire shtick is that it's hard to play there. It's hard to kick. It's been snowing for days, as yeah. we, as evident by the fact that they can't get the snow off the field unless they employ like. Bills fans. Exactly. It's and 44 yards, which is not a chip shot by any means. That's not a chip means. shot. And also, if you see it leave his foot, it's going in, and then the wind just pulls yep. it. Like, it was going straight, and, and then just hooks. And let's and we can talk about the plays that happened afterwards, right? It's second and nine. The two-minute warning just happened. 
Josh Allen has a terrible pass to secure in the end zone that like hits the ground. It's not even a, a ball he can catch. Uh, that was because uh, Chris Jones was pushing the uh, left tackle directly yeah, but, but he into had an underneath route. Too. He did. No. Yes. So, that was the issue. So yep. he has an underneath. He doesn't yes. throw to incomplete pass. It's 39 clock stopped. Yeah. When they're trying to kill time. Mm-hmm. Then he throws it bad. Uh, not a great ball. He th- kind of throws it away to the deep right area on 39. He just had to roll it out. Yeah, and there was, someone was under, there was someone underneath. Again, it was Diggs who could have gone for like eight plus yards, got the first down, gotten closer to field goal range. And burned time. Yeah, it burns time. He gets the ball out of bounds. So then you're kicking with 147. The Chiefs have two timeouts. So even Bills fans, yeah. if you kick it, you're giving Patrick Mahomes, who scored a field goal on you with 13 seconds, a minute and 47 seconds with two timeouts. So... Maybe the game goes to overtime. Maybe the Chiefs go down and score a touchdown. Maybe they go score down a field goal. But this idea that you would have won the game if had Tyler, Tyler Bass made yeah. the field goal, it would have been a tied game, and you're giving the best quarterback ever in terms of talent, in my opinion, a minute and 47 seconds, two timeouts to go down in your field. Again, when they haven't punted the ball, they've only punted the ball once the entire game. Yeah. And so, also, Harrison Bucker was kicking piss missiles yeah, he's, in that weather. Because Bucker's been great. His entire career. Yeah, he and he is ice cold in the playoffs. Yeah. Like that dude was hitting Cause it, bombs. Because the Chiefs realistically put up 34 points worth of like offense out there with the yeah. fumble by McColl. Mm-hmm. So there, I don't have hope that Buffalo would have stopped them. And I only say that just because you don't look at a situation, that situation where you go, oh, the Bills managed the end of the game well. Josh Allen sold at the end of the game when he yeah. had the opportunity to waste time, get fast closer and everything like that. And they put themselves in a bad position. Um, the Chiefs' margin for error was a lot bigger, mm-hmm. as evident by their mistakes, and the Bills yep. didn't. And that's because the Chiefs are a championship team, and the Bills aren't. So yeah. I think Josh Allen needs to take a step back and realize he doesn't have to play hero ball the whole game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they did. Yep. With the whole game plan of throwing behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. yep. and it was James but, Cook has been a lot more active this year. It's the at the end of the game when it mattered most. They Josh put the Allen, ball in Josh Allen's hands. They said, "Do it, Josh," and he. Didn't take his underneath routes, nope. and he shot yep. to the end zone. And yep. honestly, I think it's because he knew that a field goal wouldn't win the game. I think he, I think he knew that too. And that just tells you everything you need to know about the Kansas City Chiefs is that even in their down offensive year, Josh Allen wanted to go get. They were still up. playing scared. They're, they Yeah, I mean, they played scared with a fake punt. Yep. You fake punt on your own 35, 40-yard line yep. in, the, in the fourth quarter or at the mm-hmm. end of the third or whatever it was. Like... That's desperate because you know you can't stop that team. Yep. You know they're going to score on you. That's bad. And when you see that, that's why I, I laughed because I was like, I was confident with the Chiefs. And I'm like, the Bills weren't confident they were going to win that. <laughs> the, Bills, the Bills didn't play like a team who thought they could win that football game. They they played like the underdog. They played like the Packers were playing the 49ers. Yeah. They had to pull everything out, do all the stops yep. to win the football game. Yep. So... Anyway, we'll talk about what the Bills should do in the offseason yeah. um, in, in future episodes, but for now, we're going to focus on conference championship weekend. Which also, uh, side note, yeah. shout out to everybody that donated to Tyler Bass's yeah, chair. That was awesome. That was, that was good. See. Cats. That was good. Yeah, save the cats. Bills Mafia is really great. And they yeah, are great. They did some very small majority or minority of them sent death threats to them. The extremists. Those yeah. are the extremists. Those are the people that have been there for a while that watched them lose four Super Bowls. <laughs> That's. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying I get it. <laughs> um, was going to mention Jason Kelsey. Oh my god! Of- how did we not talk about this? <laughs> oh my time god! Of time of his life, dude. Uh, so funny. There was a point where you could see Taylor Swift's security just being like, 
he just opened the glass to like they're like whoa, whoa, whoa. the most popular celebrity in yeah. the United States, maybe in the world. Yeah, the glass is just open because yeah. Jason Kelsey's picking up a baby yeah. to wave at at Taylor. Yeah, because you can see they were trying to like hold him back at first, and then they were like, "Wait, why are we trying to stop him? Like, who's gonna try to jump up yep. here?" <laughs> like, but yeah, that was. I mean, Jason Kelsey was slamming beers and taking shots out of bowling balls in the Bills tailgates before the game. He was. No less than a full case deep, probably. Also, okay, and also mention the Bills tailgate. This is why people should not be sending death threats. And it's a big because, like, Jason Kelsey's brother is playing against the Bills, who the Bills and Chiefs kind of have a nasty rivalry going back. It's a little play. bit, yeah. He's an a NFL player for a different team. He's at the Bills tailgate. He's an he's an NFL player for one of the most hated teams in the league. Yep. And he's just hanging out with fans, jumping into the crowd. Like he's got no problem with Bill's Mafia. He said on his podcast he loves yeah. all their antics and whatnot. And then you're you for your own team, you're sending death threats to your player. Yeah. Meanwhile, this guy is like partying with your fans. Yeah. When he has no reason to like them. Like any that's just like puts everything in perspective. Like they're people. Like, can we calm down? Yep. <laughs> like, my God. Or to quote Jacob, it just means more. It just means more, bro. You don't get it. The SEC is so much better, bro. We pay our players before we could, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, conference championship weekend. It's sad. We only have two football games to watch this it's weekend. Sad. Only two games to bet on. Um, but there's only three games left of the season. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I know. Oh, what God. else are we going to talk about? God, uh, not baseball. <laughs> Uh, opening day is only two months around the corner. <laughs> I've been waiting for Phil's to start again. I just want to feel something. Oh, Lord. It's okay. The Sixers are maybe back. So back. Um, Joel Embiid's great. No, no, maybe, maybe. Don't uh, don't hype us up yet. Championship weekend. First game, Chiefs versus Ravens. Ravens are at home. Don't you dare. God, I want the Ravens don't to you, win this game. Don't you dare. Do we want to do that. predictions first, or do we want to analyze some aspects of the game first? Let's analyze first. Okay. Yeah. I think... The Chiefs need to be really concerned about Lamar's running game. Absolutely. Patrick, yeah. Patrick, uh, not Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen ran all over that Chiefs defense. I obviously think Josh Allen as a runner is very different than Lamar as a runner. But Well, one's a Ford F-150. One's, one's a Ferrari. Yep, yeah. yeah. And obviously, I think they ske- more of Lamar's runs are schemed runs. Yep. Josh Allen more runs out of the pocket. But Willie Gay got injured during the uh, that was, Bills that's game. That's going to be a tough loss. And he might play. I don't know if his status mm-hmm. is confirmed. But it's going to be a big factor. Um, I think Ravens have an edge in terms of like, how Chiefs defended the quarterback run last week. Yep. They're going to have a tougher time this week with that. Um, Ravens are obviously on better rest. The mm-hmm. Chiefs have been having to play kind of like a lot of football recently. Yep. Um, two really cold games leaves a lot like the hurt, the hits hurt more yep. and everything like that. Um, obviously, they're on the road. Um, I think the Ravens are going to have to really get creative with how they use their receivers. Um yeah. Sneed is great. McDuffie is gonna locked. Yeah, and, those two are really gonna. And those receivers didn't do much against the Texans. Now, I obviously they were having a lot of success running the football. Yeah. In that game, so I don't know like what is what. Nelson like Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar legacy game. Yep. <laughs> but God. I think the Chiefs have a clear advantage there, where like kind of match up Sneed against say Flowers and they can kind shut of, down the receivers, but I think the run game is gonna be where. Well, it and that's like them. that's where I think it's like can how it, can the Ravens run game get going? Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to have much success passing the ball yeah. against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think this game is going to be a defensive battle. Oh, I yeah. So 100%. Too. I don't know what the over-under is. Um, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game just because... <laughs> I just can't wait for this to get clipped when it's like 59. Yeah, yeah it's going to be 59-48 <laughs> like or um, something the like that. Over-under is 44 and a half. 44 oh, and a half. Low, yeah, yeah, 22 yeah. each. 
Um, I thought the Chiefs Bills would go under. Obviously, the Chiefs had a little bit more success scoring the ball than I thought they would. But I think it's going to be a defensive battle because the Ravens defense is really It good. should be a defensive battle. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone... The spread is three and a half. I mean... There's two, only three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's going to be a close game and it's going to be a very defensively heavy game. I think um, unless the Ravens get their run game going and if they do get that run game going, I, I don't game. think that I don't think the Chiefs can stop the bleeding after that point. Yeah. Because like we see we saw Dalvin Cook starting to torch the chief of uh, the Texans defense. Yeah. And like, I don't know if they because they rotated Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Lamar, too, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Them four got it going and you, it was just over for the Texans. And I feel like if the chiefs let that run game start going, I don't know if they can stop it because once you try to put all your assets into the box, then that's where Zay flowers is going to have a legacy game. Yeah. Cause then he's going to be able to throw the slants and everything. And then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's strange cause they're both built kind of similarly. Um, I think the Ravens offense overall, I think currently is better. Um, but when it comes to like, being able to make adjustments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think Andy Reed definitely Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes will be able to dial something up because they both have like very solid run games that they've, that they've kind of switched into decent pass games. I think the, uh, the Ravens uh, pass game is definitely better. Um, Ravens defense is definitely better. Um, I think their, their secondary is a little bit weaker. I think mm-hmm. than the chiefs, um, but when it comes to like a front seven, yeah, um, and linebackers, their line, the, yeah, Roquan Smith at linebacker is, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be the key yeah. difference. You in this cannot game. let Roquan Smith get to Patrick Mahomes all game. The, no, the they're not gonna, they can't let uh, Jadavion Clowney, yeah, Clowney get, too. they can't let Clowney get to him because the thing is, is that it's gonna be Roquan Smith. I think is gonna be the definitive uh, game changer in this mm-hmm. game if he can come up in the run game, shed blocks, and stop Isaiah Pacheco relatively close to the line it's going to force the chiefs to pass more and with kyle hamilton screaming down yeah. there like breaking up passes and stuff like that i think that's where the chiefs are really and gonna get in trouble they have good linebackers and safeties and match up with travis kelsey who gets a lot of those matchups very fi- roquan smith is a very fast linebacker you can yeah. keep up patrick queen is a much more run stopping guy he's not great in coverage um but he's still solid um and he'll pro- he'll probably be able to keep up with the other tight ends yep. um, besides Kelsey. So it's- and it, it makes a huge difference. I mean, you saw the Bills; um, they were really depleted in the secondary and li- at linebacker. And, so depleted. And linebacker. Travis Kelsey was finding gaps like we're used to finding him in soft spots in the zone. Yep. Um, we make our predictions. Let's hear it. Me first. Yeah. yeah. You. The Chiefs are. Gonna I win. swear to. F- oh my god. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win. Patrick Mahomes is thirteen and three in his playoff career. Two of those losses were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, not two of them. One of them was in the Super Bowl. He lost yeah. to Brady in the Super Bowl when his offensive line was being mauled by and the Bucs. Because, <laughs> because they were so injured. Yeah. He lost in overtime to Brady yeah. when it was last year or second yeah. last year with the Patriots. And he, and he lost in overtime to Joe Burrow in the yeah. AFC Championship yeah. game. Yeah. So unless the Ravens win in overtime or because his offensive line is getting mauled, I just, I'm not betting against the Chiefs. I don't like... I can That's make fair. I can make some analysis you know on why I think they're going to win again. I think their secondary is a big. I think the Ravens are going to have a tough time passing the ball, and I think they're going to have something in store. I think they let Josh Allen run around a little bit more because Josh Allen. Lamar. I think they no. I think they let Josh. Allen oh, run. oh, I think they let him run a lot more because a lot of it was more scramble stuff. Where I think they're going to have a lot more stuff schemed up it, to it. stop the Lamar run. I think Sneed, Sneed's having such a good season that yeah. I think Zay Flowers is going to probably be rendered. I, I'm not going to say useless, but I think. He's going to be really definitely limited. Yeah, definitely limited. Um, 
I think the offense and Patrick Mahomes is really good as a dog. He's really good against the spread as a dog. And the the reason the spread matters is the spread is three and a half. So sure. It's close. So if like, if they're going to cover the spread, it's going to be a really tight game. And the the person I trust in tight games is Patrick Patrick Mahomes and call it like, okay, the Ravens might have a better offense. They might have a better defense, but who shows up to play? Who's got the X factor. And it's just, yeah, no, no, you're, you're, it makes sense. Like but, it's not yeah, a bad yeah. take. And I mean, could I see the Ravens winning the game? Absolutely. Like there's no, yeah, like, yeah. it's not like the chiefs are bona fide. I was very confident. The bills, I mean, the chiefs were beating the bills. I'm not as confident. The chiefs are beating the Ravens, but is this like a 51 49 kind of thing? Or is this 60, like 40, 60, 40? Yeah. Um, but maybe even 65, 35. Oh, okay. But, um, I just think when you look at the way the chiefs have lost in the playoffs before it would either have to be a first time for the Ravens or they have very, very, very limited room for error. Yeah. And that's not what I would, I would not want to have little room for error against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So I think the chiefs find their way back to their fourth Super Bowl. Good Lord. I just hate the chiefs. I don't, I'm tired <laughs> of seeing the chiefs in the Super Bowl every other year, or every year at this point, I just want something different. I just, I don't care what the spread is. I don't care how much the Ravens, as long as the Ravens win that game, I just want to see something different. Like I could care less, but Raj, do you think the I Ravens... still think the Ravens are going to dog walk that? Well, not dog walk. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you said it. You, you said, said it. it. You said it. Ravens by six. Okay. Interesting. Now the issue is that Justin made some very convincing points. <laughs> As I did last week. As and you, you did almost, last week. And you almost flipped last week. I almost week. did. I almost did. Don't listen to the analytics. Go with emotion. <laughs> Do not listen to the analytics. They I, lie to you. I think this is Lamar's year. I okay. it's there's something just about this team that just feels consistent and like they can just win and this this team reminds me a lot of like kind of those earlier ravens teams where obviously it's it's very different because of like you know the defense is obviously nowhere comparable but it's much more of like the ravens have found their identity in having a like smash mouth defense that will hit you with a line of scrimmage great linebackers great safety pretty solid secondary and they lean heavy on the run game, and they have like they have a quarterback that can make the throws when he needs to. But of course, Lamar Jackson is that X factor. I think that's going to be in the game where I don't think the Chiefs linebackers are going to be able to keep up with them. Yeah, I I just don't think they're going to be able to. It's a tough spot for their linebackers. I mean, again, I think Willie Gay, if he's healthy, is a huge component of this game. And I mean, yeah. maybe people are watching us we'll have an injury report yeah. on him but and of course nick bolton is a great linebacker um i think they had uh tranquil come yep. off like he's like a the guy they pulled up um from like the practice squad i think or like uh took him from another team or something he's been playing great but lamar jackson is just different like yep. patrick mahomes has lost by like set more than seven points once in his career or something this is going to be a great football game this yep. is going to be there's, a great football I, game. there's no situation the chiefs are not good enough in my opinion to beat to blow out the ravens and Patrick Mahomes does not get blown out. So this is going to be an all-time classic. I yeah, I just I think th- for me it's like a 51-49 kind of yeah. thing leaning just slightly to the Ravens just cuz I feel like it's it's just a gut feeling. And I, I mean, listen, the Super Bowl colors 
have to matter. It has to be purple. It, I mean, it has it, to be when purple. When you're thinking about one percent, like you one and a half percent go to the Ravens and yeah. they break over the barrier. A like, bit. come on, yeah, yeah. of course, because we also saw the script leaked apparently on some Canadian t- uh, news thing, whereas <laughs> the 49ers versus the Ravens, whatever. Lamar, go win. Next game. Lions versus 49ers. The 49ers at a home. Are we doing analysis or are we doing picks? Let's do picks first and then we'll go analysis okay. for this one. I'm not saying it with my chest. Uh, you're saying Detroit, aren't you? No. I'm not saying it with my chest. Well, I am. I'm going to take the 49ers. I said they were going to make the Super Bowl against the Chiefs a while ago when I started this. Oh, yeah. I still believe it. But gosh. Not confident? <laughs> I am not confident about the pick. Um, I feel, I even though I was only 65-35 for the Chiefs-Ravens, I'm less confident in the 49ers. I don't, I don't like how Brock Purdy looked against Tampa. I feel like it's the Lions year a little bit. Um, Brock I Purdy just, against Tampa? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't like how he looked against uh, the Packers. Packers, there we go. So, and yeah. It makes me nervous. Yeah. But Jared Goff. Not play- <laughs> oh, my God. He's not playing in a dome. And Uh-oh. This is in a dome. Uh-oh. I would feel differently. Oh, my God. So because Jared yeah, Goff is awful not. awful Santa Clara weather, I really. I would be sitting here saying that the Lions would win if they were on Ford Field <laughs> oh because of the, the, the dome effect. But Jared Goff is not in a dome. The 49ers are the better roster. I think they'll finally be able to exploit like the weak line secondary like other teams have not been able to. The Debo injury is such a key factor of this, and we just don't know if he's going to be able to play. Yeah. But I think he'll go out there because he's a dog. Yeah. And the 49ers are going to win by three points. Dang. And it's going to be a rematch Super Bowl from a couple years ago. Raj, what are you looking at? I'm just trying to see where Jared Goff played before SoFi. Or SoFi. Or SoFi. There was he was played in the um, Los Angeles. Well, he's from, he's from Cal. Well, so I'm just yeah. trying to say when he was on the Rams. Well, that was the St. Louis Rams at that point. Still, they had but they moved to well, they 2016 they, and SoFi wasn't until 2020. Yeah, so he did play without a dome before in his career for yeah, a while. He, yeah, wasn't, he wasn't good. He wasn't that. Oh uh, wait, it was eh, the he only, did make a Super Bowl. Well, the, the, there was one game that he was amazing in, and that was the Chiefs 2018 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> game. Or that was literally the greatest play. That was the greatest. Wasn't that in Mexico? No, that was in the Coliseum. Oh, that's wait. why it was. That Which was a, the game in Mexico? That was there good. was a Mahomes versus Herbert. That game, one, think, yeah, in in, uh, in Mexico City. Um, but still, I'm not going to buy into the whole like without the dome thing. No, I mean, Herbert wasn't there. That was still Philip Rivers. Yeah, I'm not buying into the whole like oh he's not in a dome he won't be good thing. I mean, you're you're a professional and you've played in this environment before in your career. I think he's going to be okay without the dome. So what do you? I'm I'm thinking Lions win. I think Lions minus one and a half. Dang. Okay. I think what's going to happen is we saw what Jordan Love was able to do with their secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, against their secondary, you know, no Mufunga. Did I say that right? Mufunga. Yeah, Mufunga. Yeah, yeah. Mufunga's not there. Um, I think don't they have a rookie back there at the linebackers? They do. Yeah. No, not at uh, safety. They do. Uh, yeah, because you saw the PIs he was giving up. Yeah, he was getting he was getting torched. And, I mean, yeah. Jaden Reed and them, they're all young, but the Lions have Among Us. They have Josh Reynolds, who's a solid vet at this point. Laporta, who, who Laporta too, and Gibbs comes out of the backfield a ton. Yeah, yeah. Zach Ertz. <laughs> That yeah, guy, Zach Ertz's yeah. corpse is out yeah. there too. Yeah, not I mean, his corpse, not his corpse. The 49ers defense—they cannot give up those PIs again because if they do, the Lions are going to take over. Yeah. Because if you let up that deep ball, it's over. 
So you're taking Lions I think minus one and a half. It's going to be a close game, but I think the Lions are going to edge this out. They're going to what? You heard me. <laughs> you heard <laughs> me. What did he say? Do I sound like the NFL announcers yet? Uh, not yet. They got to be way more sus. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Raj, just to point to what you said. Yeah, I don't, I think there's multiple units of the 49ers who aren't playing well right now, and that's yep. a concern. It's not like it's oh Brock Purdy's not playing well. It's like I don't think the I don't think either lines are playing good right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've got some a little bit of injuries in the secondary, and Debo's injured. So <laughs> only consistent really is linebacker and yeah. running back, Warner and CMC and tight end. Tight end, yeah, those three. But um, okay, so I've actually I've been listening to I've been doing some Joe research. Rogan? No, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> No. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> um, uh, well, if hypothetically we were to kiss underneath the bleachers. Um, then, hypothet- so- then hypothetically. <laughs> Stop. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, God damn it. My train of thought is gone. You're doing a lot of research. I was, I was actually like listening to some, like uh, some, I was listening to some different sports channels. I was doing some research because this was the game that was most interesting to me. And I, am taking the lions okay because not only changing your pick yeah i am i'm taking the lions because i think that the lions run game is going to be the x factor in this game because if aaron jones was able to run all over him i think jameer gibbs and david montgomery is a one-two punch is going to be able to do a lot with that um, I think that Laporta's kind of going to get shut down a little bit because just because of how good uh, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are. But I don't think they're going to keep up with Amonra. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with like Reynolds. And just the way that the Lions have been playing, you're gonna you're gonna say some stuff after I say this. They feel a lot like the 2007 Giants. Where they're not amazing, they're just winning games. Like they uh, obviously that Giants team was ridiculous. Where they went and beat Aaron Rodgers, they beat Dallas, whatever. Yeah, but this just feels like a team of destiny. I okay. know it's. I know that's a lot. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they would beat the Ravens personally. But I just just the way that the momentum is going, they have so much building up. And with how rusty the 49ers looked, unless the 49ers can kick it into high gear and really just turn around everything in this game immediately, it has to be from play one. Yep. They need to be the they need to be the ones punching them in the mouth. They need to be the ones pushing the the players off, getting in their face, dominating from the line of scrimmage. If they can't do that, they're screwed. Because uh, yeah. this Lions team fights. Yeah, the 49ers need to start with a lead. They have to start with a lead. If, yep. if you play from behind, I don't know if they can They're ever come one back. In 30. Yeah, yeah. With, trailing by five in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, yep. I just think, just the, it's it's not. I'm not saying the teams are similar. Just the feeling yep. of no. Giants. I'm like, like yeah, like I, I said, I'm, they could. I think the 49ers will win, but I'm not saying it with like a ton of confidence. I got. I got Jared Goff. Yeah. And I it's got either going to be Justin's going 0 and 2 or 2 and I was going to say, <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Hail Mary. Well, no, no. We could go 1 and 1 too. Yeah. I think the more fun scenario for the podcast is that one, either you two are 0 and 2, yeah. and I'm 2 and 0, or I'm 0 and 2, and you're yeah, 2 and 0. Yeah, we're both 1 and 1. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, it'll be an exciting week of football. I think we have two great games lined it's up. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Um, before we go, 
Let's make our new Super Bowl predictions oh, good just Lord. ahead of time Don't because do it to me. Well, you've got the Ravens. Both of you two have the Ravens and the Lions in the Super Bowl. Who pulls out the win See, and wins the 2024 <laughs> NFL championship? Personally, for me, we have a friend who's a Lions fan, and um, I got a lot of <laughs> flack for when the Eagles lost the Super Bowl last year. And I would like her to feel the same pain I did when I had to see Jalen Hurts throw that excuse of an Hail Mary, and I saw us lose that game after Agent Tony and Agent Bradbury cost us the Super Bowl. So I would like her to feel the same pain I did having to sit on my floor with my hood like this and just depressed for the next few days. I hope this is just a, this is a straight emotional pick. I hope the Ravens beat the Lions in the Super Bowl just so she could feel the pain I felt. That's all. This is all based off emotion. <laughs> You're such a rat. You are such a scumbag, bro. <laughs> just picking out a pure spite. Exactly. God Vengeance. <laughs> Vengeance. Um you know what? I like my quarterback's quarterback. Give me Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Give me Lamar. <laughs> Don't gonna, you do it. Don't you say the Chiefs. Don't you say it. Don't you say the Chiefs. He's say it. It would be hilarious. No, okay. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. That would be so funny just because the world would implode yeah. if they saw Taylor Swift touch a Lombardi trophy. Uh, that would be so, stop it. It's going to happen that now. Would, it would be so funny. That would be hilarious. The world would implode. The memes would go crazy. But fuck you. <laughs> you know my money line curse? I'm putting all my money on the Chiefs just to see them lose. I Say it. Say it. I predicted the Chiefs 49ers, and I feel good about the pick still. Say it. I said the 49ers would win the Super Bowl. Say it. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. You to win the Super Bowl. Three Super Bowls. Oh, my God. On his path to be the GOAT. Oh, my God. They're going to keep wondering why they doubted him. All year, the offense is good. The receivers are so bad, even though they're better than last year. He's going to win the Super Bowl. For an Eagles fan, the glazing for Patrick Mahomes is unreal from you right now. Yeah. Like, this is I don't have any spite. I don't have any spite against the Chiefs. Uh, The Eagles could have won that Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts fumbled the football. I know. James James Bradbury held. I I know. I understand. We we shot ourselves in the foot like we always do. But still, I I just can't. I don't hold a grudge unless it's the Cowboys. Fair enough. True. All right. Hey, at least we can't see the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Good job, everybody. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Good episode. One an hour and 20 minutes. Shout out to Joel Embiid. 70 points. Franchise high in Sixers history. Um, And that's it. We'll see you next week when we have our Super Bowl Bowl lineup set. Jeez. This is going to be interesting. Yep. I can't wait for the Pro Bowl. Come on, Lamar. (laughs) Do it for me. I hope Mac Jones makes it again. (laughs) 